Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome back to the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I'm your host, J215Forever. We have another episode today, but as you know, the best way to listen to this podcast is to download the Anchor app, and once you download the Anchor app, this podcast is on many platforms, all right? Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, Spotify, and many, many more. So download the app. Whatever music app or whatever listening app you have, it'll treat you right to it, all right? That's the sponsor. That's it. Here we go. All right, y'all. Today is Tuesday, excuse me, December 30th. We're almost in the new year. I wanted to talk about a couple things I'm noticing. This is the one-week review. Now, before I get into anything, first things first, we got to get into the sad stuff, all right? Injuries, all right? They suck, they stink, but we got to talk about them, all right? So three notable injuries have happened in the NBA so far. Uh, we want to send our best wishes to everybody. Number one, Spencer Dinwiddie, one of the Know Your Role Player favorite, Know Your Role Player podcast favorite role players. Um, he partially torn his ACL. Uh, he will be out for the season. Um, he had an Instagram post, and he was very optimistic about his recovery. He said his knees are doing really good for a 27-year-old. So wishing a fast and speedy recovery. Now, we're going to go through the rest of these injuries, and I'm going to talk about how each injury can affect his team. Number two, Zach Collins. Okay. Um, this one really sucks because I was expecting Zach to come soon. Um, but I guess that's not gonna happen. Oh, give me one second, y'all. Zach Collins underwent surgery to res- to repair a stress fracture on his left ankle and is out indefinitely. Now, this guy has had a lot of injuries. Um, again, wish him a well recovery. And last but not least, Ja Morant has a grade two ankle sprain. He is out for three to five weeks. All right, and let's start with Ja. First of all, fast and speedy recovery to Ja, one of my favorite players in the league to watch. Okay, now, if I'm um, the Memphis Grizzlies, I'm not rushing this kid at all for obvious reasons. One, him and Jaron Jackson are the franchise of your team. There's no need to rush. Two, if there ever was a year where your team just isn't good and you're going to the lottery, this would be the year. No fans. You are protected, protected basically by the league with all um, these COVID policies that are protecting some of the cap. And phenomenal draft. This is one of the strongest draft classes in about six or seven years loaded. And again, with a team like Memphis, where the only two primary scorers are Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Morant, they need more talent because in a market like Memphis, beautiful city, it's hard to get free agents to come there. All right. Now remember the last, <laughs> remember the last free agent they got, Chandler Parsons, four years, ninety-four million dollars, didn't work out too well. All right. So the best way they can do uh, gather talent is by trade or draft. So again, get well soon to John Morant. But hey, man, if this thing falls apart for Memphis. It's not the worst thing, all right? Number two, Zach Collins. For a long time, Portland has been dependent on Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurkic to have this big front court with these two wings and the guards. I, again, this guy's injury history sucks, but at this point, um, you got to do what you got to do. Portland cannot tank because, one, they got too many people in this camp space. But they do have one guy that I'm very high on. Again, he has injury history, too. Harry Giles, but he can play. Yusuf Nurkic has not played good defense this year, okay? Um, Portland did beat Houston the other night, but Houston Houston and Washington are probably the two worst defensive teams in the league so far. All right, and last but not least, 
Last but not least, we have Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay, so a lot of people wanted uh, Vanessa trade Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, Get Hart, and go all out with these three superstars. But their team and their organization, including Steve Nash, wanted to say, hey, let's keep our depth. And they still do have depth, all right? They have a lot of guys they can still go on. Um, they still have Karis LeVert come off the bench. Now what they might have to do is stagger their lineups. And so if anybody doesn't know what staggering means, they're going to have to play their superstars. Either maybe, let's say, Kevin Durant, uh, Jared Allen, uh, Joe Harris, Timothy Lou Luwabu, and um, Tyler Johnson. And then you kind of play Kyrie by himself with a bunch of other role players. You really kind of break up the minutes together. So now you always have a start on the field. So if you could have, let's say, 20 minutes of, of Kyrie, 15 minutes of Kyrie by itself, uh, 15 minutes of Durant by itself, that's 30 minutes right there. They'll have to play together for at least 15 minutes, and then you still got Carlos Levert in there. With the good coaching, you can still bang it out. This is still a really good roster. No need to panic in Brooklyn, all right? So last night, I want to get to a game. <sighs> I want to get to a game. I want to talk about my Sixers real quick. Uh, this is not a Sixer podcast, but I got to give you all an update on my thoughts of this team and the trajectory of this team. And um, real quick, real quick. So last night, the Sixers defeated the Toronto Raptors 100-93. to Toronto's 0-3. Um, let's start there. Again, them losing their front court players was no joke, all right? No Serge Ibaka, no Marcus They put now Alex Lynn, um, what was the other guy's name? And Aaron Baines. Now, with that being said, they still shot really, really well from the three-point line. They hit 17 out of 45 threes. They were killing this, all right? And um, I got to walk back my heart and slander, a little bit of it. Now, as y'all know, I famously said the line, dribble, 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 hit them with the step back. Now, I still stand by that line, but with that being said, I have to admit, um, and Bede is working way too hard to score. He's having a phenomenal year, but it shouldn't be that hard for him to score. And him and Simmons aren't a great fit together. Defensively, yeah, they're a fine fit together. But if this guy will not shoot, he is attacking a rim more. This season, he's averaging 7.3 fouls a game. Uh, last night, he went to the free throw line. Where is he at? He went to the free throw line six times. Uh, that's not bad. And Bede... 29 and 16 and four assists. And Seth Curry, really good game. 17.6 rebounds, four assists. Listen, it really sucks for the Sixers because since they overpaid Tobias Harris, now basically the only way you can change the trajectory of your team is trading Ben Simmons. And that sucks too because the thing is, you should want to keep Simmons and add a shot creator slash scorer on your team. And then Simmons can be your secondary creator. Now, again, you cannot run pick and roll with him and Embiid. He is not shooting. He's pumped fake twice this year. He's taken one jump shot and four shots. And I remember his famous quote throwing Brett Brown, his coach from Australia, under the bus. It's a lot more accountability here. Okay, him and Josh Richardson said that. Yeah, that's cool. Now, we're what? We're four games into the season. One jump shot. You keep talking about accountability. The first thing a player has to be accountable with accountable with is himself all right and his accountability to taking jump shots is true to the dash with that being said gotta be fair his defense was phenomenal um he's pushing the ball but yo just just shoot rondo said on the um 
uh, on Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes' podcast, like, he just didn't care anymore. He said there was guys in the league shooting three for 17, and at a certain point, it's like, yo, if these guys shooting and none of them can shoot, I'm shooting too. All right, man? So don't be shy and let it fly, man. <laughs> that's going to be the name of this podcast. Okay, some other things. Yo, I'm going to give a little bit of love to the Cleveland Cavaliers. All right, now they beat the Sixers the other night. They're 3-1. They lost last night to the Knicks. But there is some noticeable improvement. I'm going to give some love to a guy that I've never been that kind to, uh, Andre Drummond. Now, listen, I'm a th- I am think he was doing a little bit of front running. I'm be honest with y'all, versus Sixers. But they did blow us out, and he he pushed um, Dwight Howard around like a rag doll. Now, with that being said, let's talk about the improvements. Honestly, it's a lot of confidence in these two young guards between uh, Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. Excuse me. Um, I'm sorry. So for Colin Sexton, um, really good scorer, gets to the rim. The jump shot is improving. He's shooting like 52% from a three-point line this year. But he has to turn his vision blinders on and start passing the ball. All right? Uh, Darius Garland, uh, he kind of reminds me of a poor man's Damian Lillard. Um, he has a real, uh, like he goes at his own pace, has a lot of moves in him. Um, I really like Darius Garland. I think out of the two, he'll be the better one. But they're playing well. Another injury. Forgot to mention, um, in that Sixers game versus the Cavs, Kevin Love had got hurt. He is going to be out for two to four weeks. So uh, get well soon, Kevin Love. But I think they'll be okay. Um, they put Larry Nance at the small four and put Kevin Love at the power four. And my guessing was, they just say, let's put our five best players on the floor. Listen, the one thing I'm going to say about Larry Nance, it don't matter what the stats is, he's going to play hard, he's going to rebound smart, and he passes the ball well. And for a team with two guards that are shoot first, that is extremely complimentary. And Andre Drummond, becoming a pretty good passer, all right? Uh, for a big man, he's played well, and this is a contract year for him. So, listen, them numbers is going to be up on a fancy all day and all night. But uh, they're playing well. They play with confidence. They play fast. They get shots up. Um, they get their three-pointers up. They took 32 three-point shots, only made seven of them. But um, they're playing well, man. And um, last but not least... I slandered the Knicks so much. They're 2-2. Two two. They're not doing bad. Um, but I got to give some love to Julius Randle. 28 points, 11 assists, and 12 rebounds. 4-4 four of four from the three-point line. Now, listen, the three-point shooting might not be sustainable, but he couldn't be approved. He is improved from it. But 11 assists? If Julius Randle can turn into a passing big, it changes the whole trajectory of of him as a player, and I'm extremely looking forward to them growing. All right. Um, so with four games in, I think the best thing to say is nothing is certain, right? And um, I say that because there's a lot of panic button. Listen, Orlando is 4-0. Atlanta is 3-0. All right, I do think both of those teams are solid. I, listen, y'all, as I remember before, I said the Atlanta Hawks were going to the playoffs. I stand by that. With that being said, the Washington Wizards... Let's talk about three three up and three down, all right? And both conferences. So, again, Toronto 0-3. I think their guard play is fine. Their wing play is fine with Siakam and OG Anaboy. But those bigs playing at that poor of a level, I do not think they can become as good as the team last year. They might fall from three last year to maybe six or seven this year. Washington Wizards. I am going to be the one person to defend the Washington Wizards a little. They still don't have Roy Hamuchimera. is a really good power forward. David Bertans, one of the best three-point shooters in the league, is on a 20-minute uh, restriction. 
Now, everybody's been killing Russ this morning. Um, his free throw rate has went down. His shooting has went down. And his assist is going up. Listen, they got to play better defense. That's what's the first thing they got to do, all right? Play better defense. Your offense will get easier buckets. Number two at Westbrook, I don't mind the mid-range jump shots as much as everybody else. It's just stay away from the three-pointer and just be aggressive to the rim. Listen, even last year, he kind of regressed a little bit, and then he went on that crazy one in February. I am going to stick by Westbrook. I still think the Wizards will be okay. Uh, last night, Bradley Beal walked off without talking to reporters, so we'll see. The Detroit Pistons, yo, y'all got no hope, and y'all are trash. I know I'm supposed to be optimistic. I got to be honest first. I do like Killian Hayes as a prospect. Uh, Jeremy Grant's been playing well, but either they're going to trade Blake Griffin and get something for him. Why are you playing Mason? They were running isolation plays for Mason Plumley in the fourth quarter. Just imagine, yo, the Warriors come down, hit a three. Detroit come down, yo, give it to Plumley in the post. Sloppy jump hook. Brick. Oh, my goodness. All right. And, uh... <laughs> and the last but not least, the Chicago Chicago Bulls. I got one word for y'all. Effort, okay? Y'all defense is worse than it was last year. And y'all not even trying. You're not rebounding. Y'all not defending. Both Lloyd Markkinen and Wendell Carter Jr. both been playing like trash. Now, listen. I know offensively they can score. And it's the same problem they had last year. Until you look your defender in the eye and have some sort of pride, y'all not going to improve as a team. Now let's talk about the four best the four uh best records in the East and the West. In the East, you got um I already talked about Philadelphia. So you got Orlando, right? And again, I'm very happy for Markel Fultz. He's playing really well on the season. <clears throat> twenty one whoa. Terrence Rawls is playing really well, averaging twenty one points off their bench. Uh Markel's averaging eighteen. Vujicic's 20. Um, it's really good that the young players are improving. Vujicic is one of the most solid big men. Now, I don't know if they'll ever trade him, but if it ever comes to a point where Orlando's tired of being the 7th AFC and we'll see this year, that is a good guy to have on your team because he can flat out play. Uh, but listen, Orlando's good. They play hard, tough defense. Um, they got some good players off the bench. They got some young players injured. But listen, I, I don't think it's sustainable. I think they just have a good schedule now. They're beating up on some bad teams. They played OKC. Um, we'll see. Now, Atlanta, on the other hand, they have a big game tonight against the Brooklyn Nets. And it's, it'd be really big for them to get this win. I don't know if they're going to get this win, but it'd be really big for them. All right. Trey Young is averaging 13 free throws a game. He has a total of 49 free throws. That's more than five NBA teams. That is insane. He is getting superstar calls already. I'm not mad at it. We'll see if it lasts. And the Indiana Pacers, I got two words. I always say this guy's name wrong. I'm going to say it wrong again today. DeMontis Sabonis? DeMontis Sabonis. I think that's right. All right. Made the all-star team last year. Did not play in the bubble. Playing phenomenal basketball. I think they should trade Victor Oladipo. Um, they do just fine without him, man. They still got TJ Warren. They got the two Holiday brothers and Jeremy Lamb. Um, also got McConnell coming off the bench. I would trade uh, Victor Oladipo because I don't think he's going to resign there. And he's definitely not the same player. So we're going to see. Going to jump to the West. 
Okay, so let's talk about the three worst teams in the Western Conference. Again, none of this is sustainable, y'all. Uh, I think until 15 games, we can get a good sample size of who's good and who's bad. Remember, last night, Milwaukee beat the Miami Heat by 40. And then the Dallas Mavericks beat the... Excuse me. The uh, Dallas, Dallas Mavericks beat the Clippers by 50. Now, all those teams are going to the playoffs, so I don't think it means anything, but... Honestly, it's going to be some balls, and with this with this resting, I just don't think you can think anything sustainable until about 20 games, all right? These teams are definitely going to go slow, take their time, make sure guys are healthy and get through the season because, again, it's the shortest offseason in NBA history. Listen, for Houston, it's two things. One, you got to figure out if you're going to train, trade James Harden or not. It's not fair to the other coaches and players on the staff. And two... Try on defense, all right? I've got some phenomenal players. Christian Wood is the steal of the offseason. Apparently, this, this dude is going to average 20 and 10 for the next five years, and everybody slept on him, including the Detroit Pistons, which are terrible, all right? But they got to try harder on defense. If Jokic wanted to play last night, he had 16 assists. If he wanted, he could have had 30, all right? Um, he was absolutely giving him the business. James Harden, I want him on the Sixers, but let, let, I need my man to lose 10 pounds first. Um, like, like I said, I need my man James Pounds. James Pounds. <laughs> Yo, we're going to call him James Pounds until he lose some weight. But I need my man James Harden to lose about uh, 10 to 12 pounds before they trade him. Because um, I don't think he's staying on that team. And I don't think Ben Simmons is staying on that team. I think it's only be a matter of time until both of these teams come to a trade. But for the Rockets, listen, they're going to get Wall back. They're going to get Cousins back. They're going to get Eric Gordon back. Ben McLemore. They're going to get some talent back. It's a shame that he's not going to be on this team because I still think offensively he complements this team really well as far as playing fast, getting three-point shots up, and having multiple guys that can attack the ball from different ways. But, hey, man, it is what it is, man. Denver is 1-3. Yo, this comes down to two things. One, Nikolai Jokic has to play defense. Michael Porter Jr. has to show more effort on the other side of the ball, defense. And Jamal Murray has to become more consistent offensively. We saw in the bubble him taking over. And I'm watching this game now, and I'm like, yo, I don't I don't know, man. I, I thought the bubble would translate a lot of guys' confidence to come in the season really aggressive. Um, it obviously has for Jokic, but Jamal Murray really hasn't played that well. We'll see. It's a lot It's a lot of time left to go. And Gary Harris, you got to start making some shots, or they're going to bench you, man. And OKC is where they're supposed to be. OKC is one of the worst three teams in the league. They're going to try to have a top five pick. Um, but we're going to give a big shout out to Lewis or Lou Gertz Dortz, all right? Listen, as y'all remember in the playoffs, he was the primary defender on James Harden. This guy's jump shot has legitimately improved. He had 26 the last night, 18 the other night. He is legitimately might want to be more, might want to be one of the most improved players of this league. We'll see. Um, but... Listen, for them, it's all about developing talent and acquiring assets. Uh, so we'll see. We're going to go over tonight's games, and we're going to get y'all out of here. <clears throat> so tonight, the Grizzlies play the Celtics. As we all know, John Morant is not playing. Boston's favored by 6.5. I love Boston. Um, it's going to be a tough rule for the next couple of weeks for the Grizzlies. I love Boston in 6.5, and, and that's that. Next game, the Brooklyn Nets are favored by 6. I actually like the Hawks. Um, I think the Hawks' bench is really amazing. Rondo played super good together. And one of the lucky little notes to look for the nice game, if they give Rondo legitimate minutes at the point, 
that they can play Trey Young off the ball, kind of in like a Steph Curry kind of way. If this dude can play off the ball and run around and create some open shots, yo, he takes his team. That's going to take this team to another level. I have the Hawks straight up winning, and they're going to come within six points of Brooklyn. The Bucks and the Heat. <laughs> the Bucks beat the Heat by f- almost forty-five points last night. Um, Giannis had nine points, and they played right back again today. No Jimmy Butler tonight. Um, not a big injury, just a sprained ankle. Hasn't played since Christmas. I got the Bucks winning by six, no doubt about it. The Hornets and the Mavericks. All right, another team that does not play defense. Super fun to watch. Um, Lamelo love the passing. The jump shot is not there. And don't be like your brother. Try to attack the rim. Um, Dallas is favored by eight and a half. I like the Hornets. All right. Lakers, Spurs. Lakers is favored by six. Listen, this game depends. Every other night, LeBron sits. Anthony Davis sits. They're really going to slow walk this season. Um, So I'm still going to take the Lakers, though. Lakers by six. Last but not least, the Trailblazers versus the Clippers. We all know the world-famous beef, Paul George, Damian Lillard. I'm going with my man, Dame Tom. Uh, I like the Trailblazers to come within four. The Clippers are favored by four. I like the Trailblazers to win and come within four. All right? Listen, guys, we're going to wrap it up, keep this thing short. Today is Wednesday. Um, Friday is New Year's, so we're probably going to get our next pod on Saturday, okay? I am thinking about doing two days a week instead of three days a week, but I had a lot of feedback from y'all. Um, y'all want three days a week, so just keep letting me know. I'm kind of tallying the numbers. But right now, we're going to try to keep it to two days a week. Uh, I want to try to do two podcasts a week, make them a little bit longer and less repetitive as far as going over every game. I try to give y'all some news and notes from each game, all right? As always, please holler at me on Facebook, underscore Know Your Role Player Podcast page, Instagram, hashtag K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-A-Y-E-R. Just put the hashtag up on whatever app you listen to. You will find me, all right? I appreciate all the love and support. Peace.